0: The two witnesses, this is the tomorrow Christian today, trying to go through Revelation chapter 11. This is a strange chapter for me. I just don't quite get all this um, numbers and all these um, imagery. If it's real, if it's talking about someone... I do have John MacArthur's um, Bible here, um, his um, ESV that he has with his study notes. And I'm trying to read it. And honestly, I just don't understand some of the notes. It's Maybe I've had a hard day. I just don't. I'm not saying that he's writing incoherent notes. I'm just, I don't really get it. But I think, you know, I, I'm always reminded that when I want to give up, I'm reminded that Jesus gave this to John to write down for us. And that maybe somebody does know what these words mean. They know what the her- the correct hermeneutic is. And there are things in here that we can recognize. And I think we'll be blessed to just try to read it. Even if we don't understand it, I think that God and Jesus will look, look at this and say, they're trying. They're trying, Father. Uh, they want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. And I want others to be blessed. So why don't we just try to read it? It says, I was given a measuring rod like a staff. And I was told, rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship there. But do not measure the court outside the temple. Leave that out, for it is given to the nations, and they will trample the holy city for 42 months. What does that mean? 42 months is three and a half years. That's 1,260 days. And again, I always wonder, is that, perf- is that the day-year principle? Is it 1,260 um, years? Is that what that means? I really don't know. To su- I don't know enough to support it or deny it. You know, as I heard somebody saying, he was saying, you know enough about something to know about it, but you don't know enough to know that you are wrong. So definitely not being definitive, but I am trying to go through it. And I feel good to do that I will grant authority to my two witnesses and they will prophesy for 1260 days clothed in sackcloth now I thought this was 1260 years because um, I had read that the two witnesses one was the Old Testament one was the New Testament and so it was um, a way of saying the Bible would be in the dark ages the Bible would be suppressed by people and it would be um, gradually would emerge uh, during the protestant reformation and you know people would begin to open their eyes that you know the first church had morphed into religion into toxic religion and now the church was trying to reform it was trying to scrape off all the religion and return back to the faith once delivered to the saints there's a verse in the bible that says contend for the faith once delivered to the saints The devil will always be at work trying to deflect the Bible, trying to cover it up, trying to make it less transparent, trying to make it sound toxic to the world. The Bible is the Bible, it's the Word of God, and God is about relationships, about other-centered relationships. It's about life and love and relationships, and we all know the devil does not want that. He hates God, and he tries to cover up the truth of God with lies, with deflections, with um, spinning words, with a lot of word gymnastics. And he tries to turn God from a God of truth and life and love and relationships to darkness and weirdness and shadowiness and diciness. And that's exactly how Satan is. He tries to attribute to God what is the character of Satan. He tries to put it on God and say, this is the God you want to serve, or this is what God is really like. You can't trust him and he's not transparent. It said, these are two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. And if anyone would harm them, fire pours from their mouth and consumes their foes. Well, lamp gives light. And the Bible, it says a light to my path and a, um, a lantern to my feet and a light to my path. One of the phrases in Psalms. <clears throat> so definitely the, the Bible uh you know the old testament new testament could be a lampstand. i see um dr macarthur's notes say that it could be a the two witnesses could have been elijah and moses could have been them it says if anyone would harm them in verse 5 this is how he is doomed to be killed they have the power to shut the sky that no rain may fall during the days of their prophesying and they have power over the waters to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often they desire well, it could have been people, it could have been the prophets of God, or it could be that the Bible contains all these things. That the Bible is God's word. It's a living document. Uh, you know, when you read the Bible, it's unique in all the world because the the author is sitting right next to you. It's the breath of God on through men on paper. It's God signed off on what these holy men who were inspired by his Holy Spirit had to say. When they finish their testimony, the beast that rises from the bottomless pit will make war on them and conquer them and kill them. Well, certainly the devil would try to conquer uh, the Old Testament and New Testament. He would try to rise up. And I would assume the beast is a devil power. It's a demonic power. And it's rising from the pit. Is that what the earth is? Is that, you know, I mean, the devil is chained to the earth. So rising from the great pit. And it says, and their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city that symbolically is called Sodom and Egypt. What is that where their Lord was crucified? What is that all about? Is that the earth? Is that a way of saying the demonic powers of the earth? Is that a way of saying um, the worldly powers, human powers, you know, the limited powers of humans? You know, humans are... Um, because of our sin nature, we are limited. We cannot perceive the full picture. And we're always going to make bad mistakes when we're trying to contain God, we're trying to control God. I heard uh, uh, someone say, uh, God made man in his image and then man turned around and tries to remake God in our image. We try to make a God of somebody else. We try to make a God of other people and they start their own church. I passed by a church today and there was cars, the parking lot was full, I, I crossed, I, par- I passed it by on, on Sunday and it's another church that says they're Christian but they actually have another prophet. And it's not the church I came from, the church that I came from made a woman a prophet. And that's a lie to make somebody else a prophet. God sent Jesus, God said this is my son, hear ye him, this is the plan if you trust me, you're going to listen to Jesus. But other people said, no, we're, we're 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 Christians, but we have our own prophet. We have our in-house prophet. We have our proprietary prophet. Absolutely will not follow God. So they prop up a lie. The Bible says in Revelation, if you believe a lie, if you give assent to a lie, and saying that someone else is a prophet for God, that's a lie in my book. But then again, it's not me. It's not my book. It's God's book. But it's a lie in God's book. It says you're going to die. You're going to be outside this kingdom. You're playing with your salvation. In a very, you're, you're playing fast and loose with your salvation. I don't tell people what to think. I ask people to think about what I tell them. It is my opinion. You don't have to accept my opinion. But I do have a, an opinion when I read scripture. I think God wants us to read it. We may form some ideas that are good. We may form some ideas that are bad. We may form some ideas that are true. And I don't want to tell you that I know for sure that all of my ideas are 100% true, but I'd like them to be. And I would at least like to be able to say to God, your word was worth reading. Even if I didn't understand 90%, I gave it the best try that I could. And I think God will appreciate effort so much even though it's weak and feeble. For three and a half days, some some from the peoples and tribes and languages and nations will gaze at their dead bodies. So it sounds like that phrase from Revelation 17, the waters which you saw were nations and tribes and people. So it sounds like the whole earth kind of sees these dead bodies and refuses to let them be placed in a tomb. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them and make merry and exchange presents because these two prophets have been a torment to those who dwell on the earth is the bible a torment to people the bible convicts people of sins so maybe it is a torment it is a torment to people who don't want to be involved with god maybe the bible is a torment to people who want their religion you know um i feel that now because of the choices i've made in life i'm a black sheep of my own family And that's what the pastor said. He said, embracing Jesus will cause friction between you and other people. And it will cause problems in your family. And I thought to myself, amen, brother, I've lived that. I've lived that. I did not expect those things to happen when I became a Christian. I thought that somehow I would still have an intact family. But, you know, it wasn't happening. My spouse was not buying what I was selling. And to me, it was very deathly obvious That Jesus Christ the Messiah is the Messiah that's teaching relationships of the heart relationships Everybody says love and relationships, but Jesus is teaching relationship with God first Putting God first as your relationship and most people are not buying it They want their version of God or they want something else Because you tell them you tell them the Bible doesn't say this or or whatever and they just they won't listen I haven't seen most of my family members, but when I do, I think there's a few individuals that are going to saddle up to me and pretend like they're, you know, like the Jews and the Sadducees. Can I ask you a question? That That's always a prelude to a religious argument. And I guess I'm a little defensive. I'm a little nervous. I always want to um, respect other people's boundaries. I may have my own opinions, but respect other people's boundaries. And I just don't feel that my boundaries the respect that I I have as a Christian um, is respected and I don't know why I feel that way I think that's just fair play but when you look at some of the verses in the Bible it says if you want to live godly in Jesus Christ you you are to expect persecution people will not uh, extend to you fair play and boundaries it says verse 12 then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them come up here And they went up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies watched them. And at that hour there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. Seven thousand people were killed in the earthquake, and the rest were terrified, and gave glory to the God of heaven. Is this metaphor? Because there's a great earthquake in Revelation 18. It says, verse 14, The second woe has passed. Behold, the third woe is soon to come. Interesting, we're talking about the woes. The seventh trumpet is a subtitle that I have over verse 15. The seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there was loud voices in heaven, saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worship God. We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was For you have taken your great power and you've began to reign the nations raged but your wrath came it almost sounds like the second coming has already occurred isn't it? the nations raged but your wrath came because jesus brings the wrath of god in revelation 19 he opens his mouth and a sword comes out and the sword represents the bible the entire world is judged on the criteria of the word of god And the Word of God goes out across the nations and destroys those who don't have Jesus as the Savior. That's pretty upsetting to say. I think people don't want to hear that. But I think that's why people don't like Jesus, because when He says He's the way, the truth, and the life, people don't like that. They don't want to hear that. It can't be just one option to God. It has to be other options. And I don't see God offering a pluralistic path. God says that Jesus Christ is the one who taught other-centered relationships. Nobody else taught them, and nobody else lived them 100% except him. He never sinned. He never stepped on the will of God and did his own will. Anything Jesus did, he was within the will of God, 100% of the time, 24-7. Amazing. Truly amazing. And the time for the dead to be judged, and for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints... And those who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. Who are the destroyers of the earth? Is it people who pollute the earth? It says God will destroy those who destroy the earth. Is that people who pollute the earth? People who don't use the earth resources wisely? Is that what it says? Is that what that means? God's temple in heaven was open, and the ark of his covenant was seen within his temple. There were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and heavy hail. Maybe in the years to come, as I read this passage more, I will understand and be able to see what all these things are. But right now, they're kind of hidden from me, and I'm not going to tell you I know them when I don't. That would be disingenuous of me. But I would like to say we got to the end of a chapter, and we read it, and God will put things into our minds to help us, to push us towards him. And I think if we can sort of initiate and say, God, I read your word. I don't understand it. I love you, but I don't understand all of this. Show me what you want to show me. I think God will in his own time. In God's time. Trust in God. You know you can't fail. Just trust. God is a good God and he loves you. God bless.